Greetings, cyberspace, and welcome to episode 145 of the Double Density Podcast with your host, Brian and Angelo. Double Density, your home to tales and paranormal. Primers off first things first. Angelo, it's been a minute since we last talked. The last episode I put out was uh, two weeks ago with my wife. Uh, you've been busy doing summer things, I'd imagine. Summer things of staying home and doing summer things in the backyard more than anywhere else. Just kind of uh, mulling over everything that was announced at our uh, yearly WWDC bash. Fun so time it happened about a month stuff. ago. I know, uh, right? You, we usually been living record with that right away, but we haven't had time. It's true. It's been a very weird and busy slash not busy summer at all. Very, very confusing. You're working again, though? Yes, I am. Uh, not uh, as much as I was um, pre all this, but yes, I'm, I'm working. Me too. I'm working <laughs> the same amount. <laughs> yeah, and you love it. Yeah, well, I don't have to leave the house, so it's it's great not having a commute. That's true. Uh, one of the big things I had to do uh, in the last couple of days is my sister hit me up on WhatsApp the other day or today, actually. And she was saying, hey, um, I'm not receiving or sending emails through my Gmail account. Uh, do you have any idea why? And I started thinking very, very complicated reasons as to why. And then finally, I said, Catherine, do you have any storage left in your Gmail account? And sure enough, it was 15 gigs out of 15 gigs. full. Whoa, what the heck does she have in there? <laughs> Videos and pictures. Jeez. That's a yeah. lot of emails. Well, when you have a child. Yeah, she just got a child. Yeah, but she, they're all at home doing nothing. Everyone's asking for pictures. Uh, I guess that's a lot of like, I, I think I haven't even used half my Gmail account. So yeah, anyways, uh, I'm now the tech problem solver. So if you need anything, double underscore density or Brian Hasty, Brian with an I over on Twitter, I'll solve all of your tech problems, uh, big and or small, uh, maybe with the use of a hammer. I don't know. You know, we haven't been commuting much and I haven't been using my AirPods as much, but I know you got some AirPods too now, Brian. I do. I have a pair of AirPods Pros. Uh, your uh, discussion as to how good they were to me continually sort of like sold me on this. And finally, I decided it was time. The uh, noise cancellation feature is a godsend on there, especially in these cramped quarters when I have neighbors making noise at all hours of the day. So I've been taking very long walks. I usually do uh, 15 to 20 kilometers a day if I can. And uh, on there, uh, I don't hear street noises as much. You do hear cars coming towards you, luckily. Yeah, it's kind of, it's weird. It kind of sounds like a rushing waterfall almost. Very, very elegant sounding. Waterfalls in Russia? <laughs> Is this a conspiracy theory that you're trying to create? Maybe. No. Okay. Rushing waterfalls. Yes. Right. Rushing waterfalls. Right. Yes. Which I don't know, like waterfalls by definition are rushing, right? So that's kind of redundant. That's true. So getting back to WWDC, because I know that you're just, you've had all this pent up energy wanting to talk about it. So I'm going to give the floor to you and then make some color commentary on this. Well, I have to say the excitement kind of like goes away after a while. Um, they've announced the stuff that they were going to announce like they usually do, right? An update of iOS, an update of iPadOS. Um, big changes coming to macOS, though. It actually, uh, after many years of being version 10, will likely be version 11. But nobody's really talking about that. It's just they name it with California names. And they've been doing that for several years now. And this coming one is Big Sur. Have you ever been to Big Sur? Probably not. No, I have not been to California. Will any of this uh, sort of push you to go to California eventually one day? Perhaps not in the next uh, three to four years, but, uh, you know. Uh, maybe. California would be cool. But I'm, I'm sure when I go to California, that's when they'll have the big one. So I'm preventing that. Right, right. Uh, you know, Tool's Anima was all about that, right? Who? The band Tool. They had a song called Anima. Oh. They also had an album called Anima. But the, the song on there, which is spelled with an I instead of E or the other way around, uh, talked about uh, California slipping in. Oh, interesting. They're a progressive so band, be- aren't they? Yes, uh, not a, you know, apparently, uh, I don't want to get into this, uh, but uh, their singer, uh, perhaps uh, not a uh, very stand-up kind of guy. 
No, I, I didn't he have a movie about being a sommelier. <laughs> I mean, he has a lifestyle living as a sommelier. Yes, he has a he has a vin. You know, it's not just a sommelier. He's a he's a wine owner, wow. right? A wine vineyard owner. Good for him. No, not at all. No. Uh, but coming back to WWC, uh, naming things, California nomenclature. Uh, so what are the biggest takeaways for you? Well, the update to macOS is significant. It's going to look really, really different. And you'll be able to run iOS apps on there too now. They're improving the way uh, Catalyst works to port them over. But uh, the biggest announcement was Apple transitioning to their own silicon. And uh, they kept calling it Apple Silicon, which I guess is what they're going to go by, but maybe not. I think they'll probably have a, a snazzy marketing name by the time it comes to uh, market. Uh, but basically, this means there'll be ARM processors just like the iPads and iPhones. And as we all know, Apple makes really good ARM processors. And they're starting the transition this year, and it'll likely take two years across the product line. Although, I find it hard to see a Mac Pro with an ARM processor in there, considering how powerful they really are with the Intel processors? Well, I was about to say, like transitioning away from Intel, I'm curious to see how the environment changes behavior-wise for a lot of the different processes that you do do with a Mac, right? If it goes as smoothly as it did in 2006, I had a PowerPC at that time, and I didn't really notice much of a problem. It was totally fine. And from what I can tell, they're planning on making this even easier. So hopefully it goes as well as it did the last time. Last year, last time it took a few years. I had a 2003 iBook, and then my next computer uh, was a 2008 iMac. And obviously I didn't feel it because by then the Intel iMacs were kind of uh, well established. The rigueur, as we'd say in French. Yes. It's just to, to not notice them. My goal right now is to not have to worry about getting a new computer for a while anyway. This one's going to be five years old this year. And so far, so good. It feels like yesterday I got this thing. It's true. Well, you talk about it as for yesterday continually, right? So all the time. Uh, my wife is due for a new computer, so uh, we were planning on probably getting a MacBook Air. And I, I wouldn't that it, the idea of new ARM Macs coming out wouldn't really stop me from getting a Mac now if I needed it, because Apple will support them for quite a while. Well, one and then two, like uh, you know, is your wife doing anything that's that intensive that would require that? Probably not. No, exactly, and. It'll be supported for a while. So that's, that's the worry most people have is like, oh, Apple will drop it like a sack of potatoes. Apple's not Google. Yeah, like I, I haven't seen you. I'm still getting updates, right? So yeah, no, that, that usually lasts for a while. I don't know if the SE will be updated this year uh, with iOS 14. I wasn't really paying it too much attention. I figured my iPhone 8 will be fine. Yeah, I'm trying to transition away uh, later this year to my phone. It's been three and a half years, almost four years, and it's, it's time. So I'm probably going to get the newer SE one thing that's kind of cool now that you have uh, the AirPods Pro, something I found interesting is that they're actually going to be able to have spatial audio. Okay. So I guess I can hear you being annoying at different distances depending on how things are set up, right? <laughs> are you going to use AirPods Pro to record our podcast? I could. Uh, no, it, it doesn't sound great. I've tried it. No, because there's delay, right? Like whenever you're recording with Bluetooth um, I, I, for this type of stuff, I always recommend like a wired connection. I remember once I tried to use my AirPods with GarageBand on my iPad and GarageBand actually warns you and says you're using a wireless connection. You should maybe plug in, which I find kind of funny that Apple now in their iPads has no longer included a headphone jack. Yeah, well, I was about to say like, you know, they're kind of giving uh, one set of instructions, then taking away the very method by which you're supposed to do these things, right? So 
Yeah, because for recording, it's especially important. Uh, for yeah. watching videos, though, I've never had any issues with uh, AirPods creating any sort of lag. So I'm curious to see how the spatial audio will work. Yeah, me too. Uh, you'll have to let me know because I, although my Apple tech is a little too old for what uh, I think is the bare minimum to be used for that, right? So Online, it doesn't really mention anything about iPads, which is what I would use it with. So I'm assuming my 2017 iPad will work, but uh, as early as a iPhone 7, you'll be able to run um, this thing. So you kind of miss the cutoff because I think the SE was based on the 6S. Yeah, correct. Somehow, someway, I'll, I'll live, Angelo. I don't know how, but I will continue to um, survive through this uh, sad news that you've just shared with me. I did watch uh, something on my Apple TV using my AirPods, which I never used to do that often, but I wanted to try it, and uh, it sounds pretty good. I was watching an episode of Picard. Oh, yes. Let's not talk about that, because uh, you and I have diverging thoughts about uh, that first season. Yeah, and I, I just started watching um, Westworld, and you said the second season was disappointing. So yes. I don't know. I like stuff that you find disappointing anyway. So it's true. It's true. You're uh, very normie like that. Yeah, I'm much easier to please. I think. Yeah, I think your bar for enjoyment is much lower than mine. Like if you like when you were a kid, did you have the the paddle with the ball in it? That was great. I still play with it all the time. Cup and ball too. Yeah. 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 Did you ever have a uh, a stick or something with some like grip tape thrown on your side, and you you throw it around and fetch it? Yeah, like a puppy. Yeah, sort of. Yes. Yeah. Angelo, my friend, the puppy. You know, it's also fun hacking Twitter accounts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was a weird transition, but I'll take it. Yeah. I uh, linked to a Vice article all about how um, someone uh, inside of Twitter gave access to a hacking group um, that allowed them to take over some pretty prominent accounts, including that of uh, Joe Biden and uh, Binance and things like that, too. Well, they had Apple asking for uh, Bitcoin. Which is fine. Yeah. That's completely natural. Yeah, I'm sure nothing the richest company in the world would be saying, hey, uh, we started our own type of Bitcoin. Yeah, I mean, like uh, uh, Uber got taken over, Bill Gates, Barack Obama, etc. These are all important people. Did anybody take over the president's account? No. no. But I think <laughs> would that's you be able done. to tell? <laughs> yeah, that, that's literally where I was going with that. <laughs> um, with, uh, with that train of thought, Angel. I'm glad that you, are, you complete me. I right, great. I, I, yeah, something came up on Twitter about him today. He was rambling on about water and dishwashing and stuff. And I have no idea what he was saying. It's not the first time he's done this though. Okay. So again, uh, moral of the story, we would not be able to tell if his account was hacked or not. Yes. A lot more of these accounts, like Apple asking for Bitcoin, sure, definitely a little bit of a red flag there, I think, right? Yeah. uh, I didn't see what they did to Bill Gates' account, but it would have been funny if he was talking about conspiracies. (laughs) That are Because he's linked so many of them. Well, yeah, of course, he's the man who's going to put the mark of a beast on us, right? Exactly. And he's caused, he's caused these pandemics because he predicted them. He didn't well, predict them sure. because he's actually smart and looked into this and knew this was going to happen. No, no, he predicted <laughs> it because he caused it. That I uh, really, really enjoy. Yeah, it's like, uh, don't listen to the science, just listen to the kooks on the internet, right? That's kind of the, the motif that we have uh, in this episode going yes. into the paranormal section. But like, let's save that for the paranormal section. Yeah. Uh, all that to say, uh, uh, Jack Dorsey tweeted an apology to everyone, but it seems like it happens all the time. Like a couple months ago, we covered that story that... Um, there were um, Saudi agents uh, getting information about uh, Saudi Twitter users based on um, both employee and insider information, right? If it's that easy, though, to get into Twitter just by... I, did they pay somebody off? Was that what happened here? So no one's quite sure if they're part of the hacking group or they paid the person to be there to get to get access to the, this certain um, um, platforming tool that's like uh, used by um, uh, Twitter employees. Well, they got to get in somehow. I guess. I guess it kind of shows that their security overall is fine. You just have to uh, get to the weakest link, which is often a human. 
I mean, that's human engineering in general, right? Like Kevin Mitnick was, was huge with that in the 80s and early 90s, right? Yeah, I have his books. Well, there you go. Uh, you know, it's, it's yeah. Uh, are there MySpace hackers, do you think? Mm. D- does anyone even care? Does anybody still use MySpace? I get emails every once in a while because I haven't unsubscribed yet. And uh, I every couple of months I get an email and I say, hmm, because it's like a newsletter about what they're up to. And it's usually pretty heartbreaking. Did they ever find the uh, all the songs they lost? No, I don't want to talk about that. That's really sad. Those were some of my songs. From MySpace? Yeah, from MySpace, yeah, which I don't have access to anymore, unfortunately. Unlike you, I didn't, uh, you know, I was younger, I didn't back those things up. I backed up all my songs. I even have some songs literally backed up on cassette tapes. I don't have anything to play the cassette tapes on, but they're backed up somewhere. I think I actually put them on digital somewhere. I think I still have that somewhere. Before I got rid of my uh, four-track recorder, I put them digitally. If you can find them, could you slip slip something in right here? Probably not. Oh, oh thank you. Thank that. you for sharing. You're artistic. You're, you're an artistic person, though. Like, you recently, uh, you want to talk about your artistic endeavors? Well, I uh, now that I have this fun little office slash studio, I've had my keyboards constantly connected to my computer, and it's much less of a hassle to go into Logic and record a fun little song of some kind or another. Instead of, uh, you know, uh, being able to, like, bring your keyboard over, your kids are asking what you're doing, you're ignoring them. Well, it, when when the actual computer was in the middle of the living room i wouldn't really bring the keyboard up there unless i had a good reason to do so i think once we didn't we we had an episode about ufo cults so we i kind of recorded a quick little intro to that and i you know i used the keyboard for that and i I had i had it's a good keyboard it just was annoying to actually put on the table and now that everything's connected i don't have to worry about it and i also now have space for something i've wanted for many many years and that is studio uh, near field monitors so you uh, uh, eagerly awaited them and then you spent the next three days uh, letting me know how great they were. Yeah, for the price I paid, they were really good because you these things can be very, very expensive. Like I, the, the initial ones I looked up at like in terms of uh, starter ones were uh, $2.99 per speaker. Uh, like, no thanks. And then I found um, some much smaller ones that were significantly less expensive. I've had friends who've had a lot of success buying them used actually. Oh, yeah, that's not bad. I don't want to buy anything used right now. though. No, but I mean, if you leave them in the corner for a while, you're fine. Uh, Any, all that to say, things sound great now. All right, listen up, uh, Musical Wizard. Uh, Let us end uh, the tech section for episode 145 and head on over to the paranormal side of things where we're going to talk about more fun and games in 2020. Sounds good. Double density. Welcome back to Double Density. As always, we're switching gears from tech to the paranormal. So this week, uh, we've prepared a smorgasbord of 2020 conspiracies, Angelo. First things first, a couple of weeks ago, everyone was up in arms in late June, early July, all about the uh, record number uh, or seemingly record number of uh, fireworks going off in a lot of different states, uh, United States and some in Canada too. And some people believed that it was part of a conspiracy to discredit the Black Lives Matter movement and also to discredit a, uh, you know, a bunch of other uh, movements that were occurring in order to make them look bad and also just to freak people out a little bit more on that hooligans were out there sort of like ransacking the streets. A lot of the things we do for entertainment have been taken away from us. No concerts, no movie theaters. Uh, people can't really get together to hang out with their friends, go to bars. That's sort of starting to happen now in uh, mid-July. Up At the time when this was happening, we really had nothing to do. So 
I guess people were hoarding fireworks or they had were able to access them. I think that's what it is. The most likely uh, logical suggestion or like course of action here is that people were bored. They had money. They're not able to go outside and interact um, in, in shared spaces, right? So setting off fireworks is a uh, great way of doing that. It's just, I think a lot more people are bored, right? So I think uh, trying to alleviate that uh, in different ways, including setting off fireworks on a more regular basis is uh, not a surprise. Well, some people are bored. They set up fireworks. Other people get bored. And they hear the fireworks and create conspiracies around them. Well, conspiracies are often at their most fertile when uh, times are uncertain, right? So I remember reading an article about how um, when the 2008 financial crisis happened in the States, there was a spike in both um, conspiracy literature as well as an interest in the fantastical and the horrific, right? As a way to sort of like process uh, different kinds of trauma. And with social media now, everybody having a voice, these conspiracies 12 years later even though it's a similar type of situation where things are bad, there's so many more people that can actually get their word out and spread it. Uh, like a virus, I want to say. I will allow that. Okay. But yeah, you're absolutely right that there are so many people out there right now who have a voice who shouldn't necessarily have a voice on a lot of topics that uh, concern them, but they are not uh, specialists about, let's put it that way. Well, look, we're, we're starting with the fireworks here, but we have, we have conspiracies about fireworks. We have conspiracies about wearing a mask and whether what like the mask lobby is starting this so they can make extra money i think i think it's not that but you see now people getting together uh there was a video recently of a get together in a bar in toronto where they showed a lot of people uh, having fun and stuff and then at the end of the clip it was like a message about a conspiracy showing somebody worried at home wearing a mask, not saying, oh, you, sh you shouldn't go out because th bad things will happen to you. And it was a message saying, no, you can go out and don't worry about wearing a mask and stuff. Well, you know, you can go out, but you should wear a mask because it will likely uh, help control this virus. Yes, I, I do think like, what's, what's the harm right now in this, right? Like that's kind of where I'm drawing the line. And I mean the harm in this, I mean it, the harm in wearing a mask, not uh, indulging these people. In some people's minds, though, they think they're being oppressed by wearing this mask. And it's not just, it's all over the world that this is happening where people are, they don't like hearing that they have to do something. No, of course not. And I think that's just human nature um, in general, right? So I think that like it's easy to sort of like try and discredit something that like seems to be a, a large shift. But having gone out into the public with a mask um, for multiple months now, it doesn't really bother me all that much. Well, uh, we're recording this on uh, July 17th. And as of tomorrow here in Quebec, uh, masks indoors in public spaces will be mandatory. Though uh, I wonder how that's going to work in terms of fines and things like that. Who knows how that's going to play out here? The people that get fined are actually the establishments and that will kind of have them police it, but that makes things worse. Double density. I mean, in between this uh, specific firework conspiracy, the 5G conspiracy, the Bill Gates conspiracy. Like, it seems like there's just like this mass of people who just don't want to actually listen to reason as, uh, you know, they keep saying like all these medical professionals are wrong, but it's, it's not really the case of them being wrong. It's just over time you learn new facts and therefore you shape and develop opinion and therefore you develop public policy. Is the 5G conspiracy still around now? I think that one seems to have died down. It's still around, not as much, but it's still around, right? It's, it's the QAnon crowd that sort of like um, propagated that too, right? I can't believe QAnon's still around. And, uh, I, know, I know. And that they think that their savior will be the president of the United States. Yeah, but I mean, like, when you don't have anything else, like something that is to someone, you and I, like, for example, is like super logical, is, is logical to them when you need to believe in something, right? Especially during these trying times. Yeah, and 
I guess they feel that this is the truth. And now the one you brought to me most recently <laughs> is uh, the one I find mm, getting really crazy. And that's uh, Wayfair, the, I guess they're an internet uh, company that sells like furniture and stuff. Furniture, yeah. Like a, like a, a like a home, a home life company that, yeah, that sells uh, through the internet. They're actually trafficking children through their cabinets. Yes, they're overpriced uh, cabinets that were actually like online uh, uh, glitches. Now, these people, do they not ever shop for things? Because there's a lot of stuff that's overpriced anyway. For sure. But uh, apparently, according to this, it was just a um, all, like a database error or something is what Wafer is saying. Okay. Um, but all of these, yes, yeah, so the, the same QAnon crowd we're just talking about is, has uh, sort of put forth this because the cabinets and things like that that are priced like $10,000, dollars 15000 uh, have the names of children on them, right? And presumably, these are missing children. But it's funny, and uh, we'll link to the BuzzFeed news article, but some of these actual children have come out and said, no, I'm, I'm fine because they have very specific names in, in national databases. They only show up like once or twice. Yeah, there's uh, the one, the cabinet was called the uh, Samaya. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking about. So from the QAnon crowd to the the, the mommy blogger influencer crowd, um, people have been propagating this. And some people have been saying, like, I'm not sure if this is real or not, but here it is. And other people have definitely whole hog gone into the idea that like Wayfair um, is a part of a child trafficking ring. Yeah, one of the ones actually that uh, appears on the top of the article, Mad Love 21 uh, when you click on her Instagram account, it's now gone. Which I guess, like, what that's what happens when you get, uh, you know, uh, piled on. So, Angela, uh, this is an article, but are you ready to like kick it up a notch? Sure. So, unfortunately, I guess you heard, or maybe not, that uh, Glee actress Naya Rivera had died last week. Yes, I heard about that. It's it's, uh, it's actually pretty sad because uh, a few people from Glee have died. Yeah, so um, her uh, autopsy was uh, ruled an accidental drowning. But to the QAnon conspiracy crowd, she was a victim because she was about to be a wafer whistleblower because she dated a higher up in the company and uh, she was about to talk to the public at large so someone had to do something about that. And well, like that is so incredibly crazy and stupid. I think after uh, the Jeffrey Epstein stuff last year, which was the first time in recent memory that I do think that like the conspiracy and the facts kind of matched up that now it's kind of like open season on this. Was she actually dating somebody from Wayfair? Uh, she was before. Yes. Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, See, I can see how somebody could fall into that hole, right? You start putting the pieces together. Uh, you do, as they say, your research, which drives me crazy when they talk about doing their research, which is no more than just following their YouTube algorithm. But <laughs> Exactly. I mean, and it's just the recommendation just keeps coming up and up, right? Yeah. Like, cause you, do you picture these people uh, leaving their, uh, their homes and going to a library and uh, looking through microfiche? Because that's the real no. research. That's what I used to do when I was working on my degree. That's, that's, that was my research. Yeah, but that's because you have an art history degree and you couldn't help yourself and wanted to see, um, you know, secondary articles. Yes, I was looking for the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> uh, where is that? Is it still Mount Ararat? Is that where we're going with? Uh, isn't that where? I, no, that's the Ark. Oh, sorry. I apologize. That's the Ark. That's Noah's Ark. The it's one Noah's he, Ark, right? That's where, yeah, that's the one where he managed to fit all the animals. Yes, two of each kind. Yeah, the Ark of the Covenant is the thing uh, Indiana Jones was looking for. Right, the beautiful box. Yeah, that, the, that melts people. Yeah, I think we've, we we actually did cover that uh, God, almost 100 episodes ago. Yeah, well, because that's such an interesting uh, take on a religious relic. It's uh, That's why Indiana Jones movies are so good. Well, maybe not the last one. So I, I feel like, and uh, this is something you wanted to touch upon, that like we uh, right now in 2020 are living in a sort of like a moral panic that much resembles the conservative era of the 1980s in the United States. 
Yeah, there was a good uh, quote from the BuzzFeed article uh, saying, we're living in a second, more profound and politically important satanic panic. This time, everyone's in on it. And it's what we've always said with now, everybody has a voice, even if you don't deserve to have a voice. Yeah, and I do think that like, uh, you and I have talked about how it's great for social movements. It's also like, very unfortunate if you uh, are following any of these accounts that uh, tends to half-heartedly or, you know, uh, fully knowing that these things are probably wrong, but you know you're going to get views, right? Because it's all about clickbait. It's all about, you know, um, engagement and things like that. So putting things out there um, and seeing what sticks and what uh, kind of goes away is is kind of the MO of the day. As you were talking just now, uh, I lost you. And this is like the third time. So if, if uh, I haven't heard what's going to happen in the actual edit. But if, if you notice any weird edit points, it's because Brian's internet keeps dropping out. And uh, I'm starting to think, uh, do they know we're talking about them? Does Wayfair own the internet? <laughs> well, no, it's the it's the cabal, Angelo, right? It's not the paranormal cabal that we talked about a couple episodes ago, but it is a true uh, cabal, a coterie of men in suits. Uh, this is too hot to handle, right? So the, they, capital T, right, of course, know what we're doing here, and they're not happy about that um, because we're poking holes um, in a you know, a Swiss cheese block sized issue. So it's the people on the conspiracy side of things. They, they control a lot of stuff too. So the, yeah, it's the QAnon people. Well, yeah, they're obviously either that it's the Russians, right? So I can't figure it out whether it's, it's um, the cabal or the Russians, or if they're working together, right? Is a, uh, a, a, you know, a coalition of the unwitting. Brian, for a second, the Skype S glitched out and became a big Q. <laughs> Angela, you need to uh, lock your doors tonight when you go to bed. I know that you do anyways, and you probably double lock them, but I'm just saying, like, make sure they're locked tonight. Maybe NyQuil has something to do with this. <laughs> what, the, the dream-induced uh, psychosis? Yeah, there's the big Q on there. Oh, true. Have you ever taken, uh, like, NyQuil or melatonin? Never melatonin. NyQuil, yes. Okay. Melatonin's weird. Like, uh, it gives you a lot of really trippy dreams that aren't always fun. Uh, my wife, I think, tried some melatonin once to help her sleep, and it uh, she did not like it. No, it was very. It, it affects people in weird ways, right? Uh, you know, uh, it's funny because I was also reading a news article over somewhat recently about how millennials, um, especially because they hate melatonin, are now using uh, Benadryl in order to sleep better. Huh. I guess that like, <laughs> like extra strength Benadryl tablets. It oh. does work. Yes, it does put you to sleep, and uh, you know, it cures any hives you may have. Yes, I had to take one a couple years ago because we rented a cottage and I opened up uh, a closet door to see where the towels were for the beach and I stepped on a wasp. Oh, I thought you opened the door and bees came out. Like in that no, fun uh, gif of Oprah giving away bees. No, no, sadly not. No, this was a completely normal instance of, uh, you know, me not looking down for a wasp because I didn't expect one to be there. So what do we tell our listeners here? Do they do their own research on these conspiracies? No, don't say that. That's awful don't look this stuff up uh, well, we've linked a couple of articles in the show notes uh, from uh, more or less reputable organizations well what I would say is uh, definitely 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 uh, take everything uh, with an air of suspicion even what we're saying right so do your research compile the facts see who's saying what and like what historically you tend to believe in more before kind of making a decision like making a value based decision not necessarily a position based decision and we want to hear from you if you think any of the conspiracies we talk about on the show, be it this episode or any ones before, like uh, the Ark of the Covenant, things like that. If you think we're wrong about downplaying these things, let us know and tell us why. Double Density Podcast at gmail.com, double underscore density over on Twitter, and uh, double density podcast over on Instagram. Angelo, one thing I forgot to mention, you can actually buy a USB key that protects you from 5G for like 30 bucks, but you don't even need to plug the USB key in. 
in order for it to create a magnetic field that protects you. What do you have to do? You just carry it around with you, apparently. Wear it around your neck? Yeah, exactly. You know, your birthday, I know, is not for a while, but maybe if you're, if you're good, maybe Christmas will help. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Or my birthday. Who knows? My birthday is before Christmas. That's true. But I'm just saying both are Far away. not tomorrow. No, so, not you know, tomorrow. 5G, 5G might get you tomorrow. I hope not. I haven't, I haven't left the house in a while, so. I have only because I had to, so. Yeah, I left the, I went, uh, I went to the dentist last week, though, so that's, that's, uh, that was a big one. That was fun to hear about. Yeah, uh, but uh, we won't talk about it on the show. We do want to hear from you. We, uh, we read all the emails we get, and uh, we discuss the best ones on the show. That's very, very true. So yeah, this is it for episode 145 of the Double Density Podcast. Tune in next week as we set off some metaphorical fireworks and see how many three and four letter government agencies decide to visit both you and I, Angelo. Angelo, see you around. See you, Brian. Tune in next episode as we set off some metaphorical metaphor. <laughs> <laughs>